بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلاۃ وسلم علی شرف المیہ والمرسلین محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسلم تسلیماً کثیراً کثیراً رحمہ بعد ومن برادر سسٹرز دی فائنل پرابلی دس از دا فائنل ون آئی تھاٹ آئی تھاٹ دا لاسٹ ون ووڈ بی بٹ سم مور تھاٹس آن دس ایشو آف ریئل پالیٹک ان مسلم لیڈرس Um, as I mentioned before, I just want to reiterate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us to establish a standard. He didn't send us to compromise that standard uh, to suit our worldly uh, benefits, no matter how important those worldly benefits might seem to be and no matter how important or how religious to be to us. Allah didn't send us for that reason. He sent us to uphold the standard. Now, We, we were talking about leaders who might not fit that bill and who might not uh, stand up to that standard, leaders who compromise the standard, leaders who do all kinds of things uh, which are wrong. Uh, for example, leaders who imprison uh, their opponents uh, without trial. Uh, Islamic history, is, uh, Muslim history is full of this. Just... The crime that the uh, person committed was that he disagreed with the leader. The crime that he committed was that he, uh, he opposed the leader. Now, opposing a leader is not a crime. It's not a crime in Islam and it's not a crime anyway uh, in any democratic free society. So you cannot um, imprison a person for that crime. But just to imprison a person, just keep them locked up and, uh, you know, Uh, families, uh, and of course, much worse because in, in prisons people are tortured and whatnot. Um, then people are murdered uh, because they oppose the uh, the ruler or the leader. Uh, so you have, uh, say, a situation, in a situation where you have somebody like this who is willing to do all of these things. And uh, the question being asked is, um, but you see, they are, uh, potentially, they uh, can... Uh, get for uh, globally for the Muslims, uh, this big goal, uh, you know, whatever that goal is. The question is, that question I would ask myself, if somebody asked me to support that person is, that this is the person who betrayed his own friends. This is the person who imprisoned his critics. This is the person who allowed so many uh, un-Islamic things so many things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made haram to happen in his own, under his own rule. How can I trust such a person? So before I am going to support somebody, I need to be able to trust them. If I cannot trust them, I cannot support them. So what shall we do? I mean, how am I going to support uh, if I, somebody who I don't trust? And my question is, would you trust such a person like that? Would you, would you trust a person of that kind? Now, this is a very important question to settle for ourselves because a person who is not true to Allah, a person who doesn't care about Allah, a person who doesn't care about Rasulullah a person who has no uh, concern for the pleasure of Allah and what Allah made halal, haram, what Rasulullah uh, permitted or prohibited, uh, how can you trust that person? Because if that person is not true to his own creator, how is he going to be true to you? It's as simple as that. Take, for example, uh, countries, Muslim countries, which uh, allow interest-based banking. Every single country does that. 
they have major interest-based banks in the country. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared war on somebody who deals in interest. So if a country and a ruler has an interest-based banking system in their country and they have signed for loans and uh, interest-based loans, they are paying those that interest, they are borrowing and, and lending money on interest and so on, then technically, as far as Islam is concerned, these people are people who have accepted a declaration of war from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which means that Allah is their enemy. Now, if Allah is their enemy, how are they going to succeed or win whatever they set out to do? They are bound to fail. Because if Allah is their enemy, if we believe that even though Allah is their enemy, and this is not my opinion, this is the Quran, even though Allah is their enemy, these people can win then we have to question our own Iman. You know, the pro- our problem is that Islam is simple. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this deen simple. Um, we complicate it. We take this simple deen and we convert it into a very complex thing which puts us into trouble because then we don't know what to do with all the complexities that we have created. The simple thing is, what I hold myself to, I will trust somebody who is true to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will trust somebody who is true to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi And I will not trust somebody who has no problem openly disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi who has no trouble going directly against what they ordered, who has no trouble committing haram and allowing haram. Such a person according to me, is completely and totally untrustworthy. I will not trust such a person. If I were to hire such a person, I would not hire such a person. If I am not willing to hire somebody like that to do a you know, small, whatever little job in my organization or my home, how can I trust such a person to lead me? That person will lead me to what? He will lead me to the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has made himself an enemy of Allah. If I follow him, I become an enemy of Allah. Why would I follow him? That is my point. Whether this person can win a particular goal or not, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes does his work using a fasiq, using a person who is destined for the hellfire, using a person who is a, uh, who's a who, who disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mansha, that is his decision. But for us, who do we follow? Do we follow a person who is a fasiq, a person who is, uh, you know, who is, who is openly disobedient of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who doesn't care about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his deen? Or do we follow somebody who is the opposite, for whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's deen comes first? Because remember, on the day of judgment, when we stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're going to stand and be judged for our decisions. And those decisions and those judgments are not going to be colored by the reasons why we did haram. Let us understand this very clearly. In Islam, the law is very clear. What is halal is halal. What is haram is haram. Allah did not say what is haram is haram for 
given such and such a reason. I mean, meaning that it's not haram if something, if there is a reason to uh, to allow it. Except survival. I mean, that's the only thing where it is literally a matter of, you know, life and death. Now, obviously, that doesn't apply to any, you know, any, any country and ruler and so on. It's, it's a personal individual thing. If I'm starving to death, then I'm allowed to eat something which I'm not allowed otherwise. If I'm fasting and, and my life is endangered because of that, I'm allowed to break my fast and so on. But other than that, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created and made halal is for our benefit. What he made haram is for us to stay away from for our benefit. And it's very important, therefore, to be clear in our minds with this and not confuse ourselves. Because final point, if self-interest is the greatest motivator, then let me put it in, in, in the language of self-interest. What this person, whoever this person is, who you are following or you want to follow or you are thinking of following, has done to the people, as I mentioned before, to the people who trusted him and to the people who, uh, you know, who interacted with him. What is your guarantee that the same thing won't happen to you tomorrow? What is the guarantee? Remember, the hurumat of Allah, the boundaries of Allah, are the safety net. They are the seat belts. They are the doors. They are the gates that guide us against all dangers, all corruption. Once you open that door, believe me, my brothers and sisters, you have no control over what comes in. And before you know, your religion has gone the way of other religions. Completely bears no resemblance to what the Prophet brought. And if that happens, the people who open that door will be responsible for their, for their action and for the action of destroying the religion for everyone else after them. Be very careful. Never open the door which Rasulullah shut. There is no benefit in opening the door which the Rasul of Allah shut. There cannot be any benefit. This is our Iman. And if we open that door, then we will have only ourselves to blame. Don't open that door. What Allah made haram is haram. What Allah prohibited is prohibited and it's prohibited for our benefit. And if we somehow shaitan convinces us that we know better, then you are saying that you know better than Allah. And you know what that means. Stay far away from anyone who advises you that Breaking the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is necessary for worldly gains or any gains. Stay far away from such people. Don't listen to those. Do that advice. Because remember, if you open that door, one day you will cry tears of blood. Because what comes through that door will come into your home and will come into your life. And it will destroy you and it will destroy your families and it will destroy your lives. And you will know that the reason that is happening is because you were the one who opened that door.